plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, welcome, Power Partners, to the informational playground at Star Style. Be the star you are. It's Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m., and this is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan. Well, it's a real show business day today because coming up on Sunday, Easter Sunday, it's the 27th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, which will be simulcast on TNT and TBS at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And so I am going to talk to you a bit today about what the nominating process was like, what the voting was like, because voting closed yesterday, and um, some of the films that are up, which you're going to see a rerun of that for the Academy Awards, which is later in the month. Also, are your kids spending too many hours on the phones or on their laptops? The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that screen time be limited. But what is the best for your family, especially during a pandemic? We'll kind of figure out what's going to be best for you, give you some options. And of course, it is Easter on Sunday. And there are blossoming fruit trees, poppies adorning hillsides, daffodils illuminating walking paths. It's the sirens of the Stardust Smith. A spring have sprung. And as seedlings pop through the soft soil and new green growth emerges on hedges, trees, vines, the wildlife visitors tend to hop, fly, scamper, and trot into our landscapes. So as here comes Peter Cottontail, I don't know if he's hopping down the bunny trail, but he's probably followed by Bambi and Tom Turkey and Squiggly Squirrel. So there's a big feast, and I'm going to tell you what you can do to protect your Easter garden. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. Please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And it is by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. It was Easter Sunday. The full-blossomed trees filled all the air with fragrance and with joy. So it's Holy Week um, with for Christians this week. And it's Passover week for those of the Jewish faith. So it's a it's a special week of different kinds of celebrations and penance and and you know everything that you are uh, doing. I mean, it's still Lent if you are Catholic. So um, not sure what you gave up for Lent or what you're doing for Lent, but that all that ends on Easter Sunday. So Easter Sunday should be a very fun time. Well, I want to talk about the Screen Actors Guild Awards because I was very fortunate to be on the nominating committee for the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which is different than the voting. I I was also uh, voted for the awards. But the nominating committee has to see as much of everything 
that was nominated um, and was up that I not nominated um, that was produced in the last year. And what's interesting is even though we were in a pandemic, so many things were produced during the uh, pandemic as well as before the pandemic, things went in, were finished in production and then, you know, there was post-production. So there was just a, a plethora of films and television shows um, this past year. And I have to say it was really, really good. And I took it really seriously. I spent hours and hours and hours watching as many things as possible. And uh, then um, I had to vote in in uh, the beginning of February to of the things that I liked. And then yesterday, voting closed for all the Screen Actors Guild members who were active members who got to vote. So I don't know what you have seen this year, but I first of all, I thought I would just tell you what the nominees are for um, Screen Actors Guild, which we are going to find out who the winners are on Sunday. And many of the things that I voted for as far as nominated are, are in the running, but there's also ones that I really, really loved that didn't get any attention. And uh, what I found out, what I really thought about that is, is it really depends on the marketing that's done by the production company, how much money they spend, because there were some really, some wonderful sleepers like The Plot Against America or The Wilds. I liked Coastal Elites. I thought they were really, they were just really um, terrific as well. Um, I thought that The Life Ahead with Sophia Loren, I, I really enjoyed that. A really small film called On Pregnant, that was a very interesting. And uh, The Education, uh, I mean, The Teacher, that was really terrific. But none of these got a lot of publicity. Some got absolutely none. And then what ends up happening is they don't make it into the um, into the award season. So it's it's too bad because these are films that are definitely worth seeing. But let's just go to what the top films are and who the nominees are. So the, how uh, Screen Actors Guild does it, it doesn't say best film. It calls it cast in a motion picture. So outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. And they had The Five Bloods, Minari, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, One Night in Miami, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And all were really very excellent films. I really thought One Night in Miami and The Trial of the Chicago Seven were just spectacular. And I really loved The Trial of the Chicago Seven, mostly because, um, well, and One Night in Miami is based on truth too, but just just the fact it was just so well, The Trial of the Chicago Seven was so well done, just incredibly well done. Of course, everybody loves uh, Chadwick Boseman and he was in The Five Bloods as well as Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So we'll see what um, Screen Actors Guild members think. Then there was the outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. We had Amy Adams in Hillbilly Elegy, Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, 
Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. And what was really interesting, being on the nominating committee, and then they actually continued doing this uh, for the voters, is we got to participate in Zoom calls as well as um, other other performances behind the scenes with the actors, directors, etc. And in a Hillbilly Elegy, Amy Adams and Glenn Close, they did just a, a ton of, um, of things to make them completely look different. So if you were watching that movie and thinking, my God, they look awful, that was the point. They wanted to. Viola Davis did a similar thing in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom she really investigated what the look was in that time, and she went uh, went all out. So that was pretty fascinating. And if you saw a promising young woman, um, boy, talk about revenge is not a good idea. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. And then outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. We had Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Such a great film. Such a really a great film. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and as I previously said, uh, sadly, Chadwick died last summer, but he is so revered um, in Hollywood. Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Yeun in Minari. And I have to say, I mean, they all did incredible performances, but Anthony Hopkins just blew me out of the water. It was a performance like I had never seen him in before. So if you haven't seen The Father, make sure to do it. Um, outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role, Maria Baklova. Uh, she is from Eastern Europe, and that was in Borat's subsequent movie film, which is a crazy film. Uh, Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman in The Father. Yo Young Yoon, I don't know if I'm saying that right, in Minari, and Helena Zengel in News of the World. Uh, Helena Zengel in News of the World, she was only 11 when she filmed this with, uh, with uh, Tom Hanks. And she actually did not speak any English before she started filming. And she also had to learn a Native American language. And most of the film, she's not speaking much at all. She's German. And um, she, she did it just in her, for just being such a young little girl. She did a remarkable, remarkable job. Now, outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in The Trial of Chicago 7. And I always think of Sasha as a comedian, but uh, and he was rather funny. I mean, he had funny moments in um, the trial playing Abby Hoffman Hoffman. But, whoa, he was stunning. I mean, it was hard to turn your eyes away from him. He was really, really good. Chadwick Boseman again in The Five Bloods. This is like four nominations that he's in. Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. That was fantastic. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, if you haven't seen that yet, it is about the Black Panthers and um, the the... Judas would be the guy that went undercover. He was an FBI agent who became like the security detail for the head of the Black Panthers and then ended up getting um, getting so many killed. Jared Leto in The Little Things. That was he was it was a very interesting performance of him. 
And then Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, and he he's he's just amazing. You probably saw him in Hamilton, and he's a fa- fabulous actor. I mean, the acting this year is just superb. It's it's hard to compare it to even another year. Then we have outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series, and you can see that the SAG Awards do both TV and film. And here they did Better Call Sal, Brickerton, The Crown, Lovecraft Country, and Ozark. So um, some pretty, pretty interesting, pretty interesting uh, shows. My two favorites of those would be The Crown and Ozark. And Ozark, very disturbing, and The Crown, just enlightening about what's going on with the royal family. An outstanding performance by a female actor in a drama series. We had Gillian Anderson from The Crown, Olivia Coleman from The Crown. Uh, Olivia Coleman plays Queen Elizabeth. Gillian Anderson played um, the Prime Minister. Emma Corrin in The Crown. So three of the actresses are actually competing against each other. And Emma, I thought, was just, they were all outstanding. But Emma, to me, was superb. She played Princess Diana. And um, gosh, she really, really captured her. And then Julia Garner in Ozark and Laura Linney in Ozark. And those are like the two female leads of Ozark. So interesting that it's, um, you know, the same show. So somebody's going to be happy there for sure. And then outstanding performance of a male actor in a drama series. We have Sterling K. Brown. This is us. I think he's been nominated every single year for This Is Us, and he's won, I don't know how many times now, Jason Bateman in Ozark, and he's fantastic in it. Josh O'Connor in The Crown, fantastic. He played, um, uh, uh, not Prince Philip, Prince uh, Prince Charles, a young Prince Charles, and, then, and he's just great in it. Uh, Bob Odenkirk in Better Call Saul, and Reger Jean-Page uh, for Briggerton. Then... Ensemble in a Comedy Series, very fun shows. Dead to Me, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso. And all five of those were just really superb. I have to say um, my favorite, it was hard to pick a favorite, was Schitt's Creek, though. That, I, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. And the ensemble was just, they're just so amazing. And that is what the performance is for. It's for the ensemble. It's for everybody that's in it. And so that was really good. Uh, Ted Lasso was such a surprise. I didn't expect it to be so good. And I really did enjoy it. Then outstanding performance by a female in a comedy series. We have Christina Applegate in Dead to Me. Linda Cardinelli in Dead to Me. They're the two leads. Kaylee Cuoco in The Flight Attendant. Annie Murphy in Schitt's Creek and Catherine O'Hara in Schitt's Creek, which are the two, those are the two leads in um, Schitt's Creek. And outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series, Nicholas Holt in The Great, and he is really funny. Dan Levy, Schitt's Creek, super funny. Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek, super funny. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, super funny. And Rami Youssef in Rami. Um, so, and some of the humor you just have to be able to get, but you know, um, all of these are just great. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or limited series. 
Kate Blanchett in Mrs. America. If you haven't seen the series Mrs. America, it's about uh, the women's liberation movement, which is still not, um, it's still a movement. It's never been passed into law. And she plays just a really kind of a yucky person, but she's amazing in it. Everybody's amazing in it. Uh, Michaela Cole in I May Destroy You. Nicole Kidman in The Undoing. Wow, that was a that was a, a fabulous, fabulous show. Anna Taylor Joy, the Queen's Gambit. That she's say Anya is um, she had to learn to play chess for that. And Carrie Washington in Little Fires Everywhere. Male actor in a television movie, a limited series. Bill Camp, Queen's Gambit. David Diggs in Hamilton. You probably also know saw him in Snowpiercer, and I thought he was really good in Snowpiercer. But, you know, he plays two roles in Hamilton. Hugh Grant, The Undoing. Wow. It was, I've worked with Hugh Grant a few times, and I've never seen him. I always think of him as kind of a comedy character. Um, the, the, he was superb in this. Ethan Hawke, The Good Lord Bird. Um, he was really he was really out there. And Mark Ruffalo, I know this much is true. Wow. He plays two characters. He plays himself and he plays his uh, developmentally um, difficult brother. And they are great. And then finally, we have a stunt ensemble for motion picture, The Five Bloods, Mulan, News of the World, Trial of Chicago 7, and Wonder Woman 1984. And then a stunt ensemble in a comedy or drama, the Boys, Cobra Kai, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, and Westworld. And I wonder if it's going to be between The Mandalorian and Westworld. So those are the ones that made it through of the um, all of the hundreds and hundreds of shows, as I told you, that I saw. Uh, and these are the ones that just, they, they made it. Now, another show that I really liked was Bad Education with Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney, but it didn't even, it didn't even get up there. So there's a lot of different shows out there. A lot of them are on Netflix, but they, all the different streaming really stepped up. So you'll, you'll want to pay attention to it. And so again, this is going to air on Sunday, the SAG Awards on TNT and TBS at 9 p.m. Eastern. 6 p.m. Pacific, and then there'll be an encore performance on TNT at 11 p.m. ET and 8 p.m. Pacific. So I hope that you will enjoy some of these outstanding performances. It'll be interesting because um, it's not in person. People, you're going to see everybody from their homes and their living rooms or their trailers or their cars or wherever it is. And um, and so, but but they were all still sent gowns and jewels and fancy pajamas so it'll be a very fun a fun evening and another one of the award show so screen actors guild awards sunday on easter another way to spend your easter well when we come back from break we're going to talk a little bit about easter we'll go into the garden and figure out uh what you can do to keep Peter Cottontail and all of his friends out of your garden. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be right back. Be the star you are. 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, as I said, here comes Peter Cottontail on Sunday, hopping down the bunny trail. As a little girl, that was like one of my favorite, favorite holidays. I literally would um, sit on the couch in my dad's den in his office, small little office, and peeking out the window. And I, along with my sisters and brothers, we saw, swore, we saw Peter Cottontail hopping. Um, now, it could have just been jackrabbits because we had plenty of jackrabbits, but we thought we saw, you know, Peter Cottontail. So, you know, what happens is uh, Peter Cottontail is coming into our gardens and a buffet we awaits their arrival in our rose beds, our perennial gardens and our vegetable patches. And like here we have so many deer and so many turkeys and so many squirrels. And as a garden writer and a, a garden guru, I get emails and questions all the time. Uh, about what can, what can I do to uh, keep the the bambies out, the turkeys, the squirrels? Well, I'll start with the turkeys and the squirrels. The turkeys, there's not much you're going to be able to do except for hire a hunter or a trapper because they can fly. So even if you put up a fence, they come flying over. But they are so entertaining. Yesterday, I was out up on my hillside in my barnyard, and there's this whole gaggle of um, turkeys that are were gobbling. Well, it turned out to be seven toms, all fanned out, chasing, or I should just not say really chasing, but parading for two female hens, two, seven to two. And it was just hysterical. They're all gobbling and they've got their, you know, their waddles are hanging down and they're, (laughs) 
it was, it, I had to just stop and watch them. It was so fun. Then one of the hens uh, flew into the barnyard and she couldn't figure out how to get out. So everybody left. Uh, the other six turkeys went after the other hen. But one uh, Tom decided to stay and uh, serenade her. And so I took lots and lots of pictures. But the funny thing is, is that he never did try to fly over. He just kept, you know, sauntering around, fluffing himself up. And then at the same time, uh, we have all these squirrels. And the squirrels just scamper on the fences. And then they jump, they'll literally like fly towards the trees. So again, there's not a lot you can do for those. But you know, we always say, what is a human do going to do to protect our precious landscapes from inv invaders? Now, although repellents promise perimeter, perimeter patrolling, I haven't found any that completely protect my premises. And as much as I admire all these furry, feathered, and fluffy friends, I really don't want them munching my flowers, my foliage, my sprouts, and my shrubs. So we have to find a way uh, to have nature and humans coexist. And these are the suggestions. First of all, fencing is the most effective deterrent for deer and rabbits. Now, although the bunnies can't jump over a six-foot fence to keep deer out of our gardens, we actually need a nine-foot enclosure. As I said, the squirrels are going to scurry from trees to fence, and the turkeys are going to fly over the fences. And Bunnies can also burrow, and they often do dig under a fence, which has happened before when I've had bunnies just hanging out in my barnyard, and the females, for some reason, would burrow, and they would get outside the fence. And then if they went up into the hillside, they would eventually get attacked by a coyote. So that wasn't, that wasn't very smart. So you'd, you'd have to actually put wire underneath kind of like do a raised bed and put wire underneath. That would also keep uh, gophers and um, rats and other critters out. The second thing you could do is drive around your neighborhood to see what kinds of plants are thriving. Consider using what grows well in your area. During dry months, some sprays may be effective, including liquid fence, which according to the company is natural, biodegradable, non-toxic, and safe for the environment with uh, rotten eggs being the main ingredient. Supposedly, wildlife can smell the stink up to two weeks after humans can no longer smell the stench. Another thing you could do is sprinkle blood meal on flowers and foliage. Now, the problem that I have had when I have done that is that it attracts the raccoons and the skunks. So I might not get the deer, but I get raccoons and skunks. So I don't find that to be a winning suggestion. Now, unless you have fencing and or containment, you want to avoid using plants that are known to be delicacies, such as roses, fruit, and leafy greens. If you plant these tasty treats, the hungry nomads will find them. So before buying any large quantities of a plant, test the nibbling desire by buying a small container and placing it for at least two weeks in the area where the wildlife wander and where you're thinking of planting. And then watch and wait. And then buy more mature plants in larger containers if it works out. 
Plants that have abundant leaves can tolerate the nipping and the gnawing better than smaller specimens. Taller plants are less susceptible to damage when lower leaves are eaten, and they recover more swiftly. The next thing is don't overwater. The lusher the specimen, the more attractive it is for dinner. Drought-resistant vegetation is less likely to be gobbled. Place pungent plants bordering areas that might be enticing. Plants like mints, lantana, acillum, marigolds, geraniums, catnips, strawflowers, salvia, scented geraniums um, may deter the diners. And employ the use of motion detector, outdoor lights, and motion sensor sprinklers to scare the thieves away. And you could also build raised beds with removable wire tops. Yell and scream and chase the trespassers away to let them know that they are not welcome. But, you know, sometimes I have to say they are so adorable. You just want to snap some photos first. At least that's what I do. I take videos and I take pictures. But don't feed them. Don't intentionally feed the nature critters because they will become accustomed to that and especially if they are wild or you know if they're coyotes or skunks or raccoons they can also become very dangerous and finally when all else fails and you need to help to trap the marauders you can contact a trapper or a hunter and make sure that the company is licensed by your state and um, also insured and they can take care of getting rid of the offending wildlife. Now, stems and leaves that are scratchy, thorny, hairy, fuzzy, bitter, spicy, sappy, stiff, leathery, or toxic will keep the predators away as they hunt for their next meal. Most varieties of gray or silver-hued plants are usually not appreciated by these hungry hunters either. So although there is no such thing as a wildlife-proof plant, there is a list of probable safe bets to introduce into your landscape, and I'm going to give you a few of those now. These, uh, again, you know, nothing is completely deer, animal, wildlife proof, but these tend to be in those categories of either scratchy, thorny, hairy, fuzzy, bitter, spicy, sappy, stiff, leathery, or toxic. Foxglove, lavender, peony, sage. Society garlic, Artemis, New Zealand flax, portulaca, boxwood, begonia, forsytha, calla lily, four o'clock, yarrow, star jasmine, muscari, fern, naked ladies, bearded iris, birds of paradise, helleborus, columbine, gazania, Primrose, Chinese fringe flower, honeysuckle, viburnum, barberry, butterfly bush, silky dogwood, elderberry, wigella, spirea, pink bower vine, allium, privet, abelia, cleum, freesia, iris, blue star. Oregano, fennel, sunflower, marigold, calendula, gladiola, and ornamental grasses. Now remember that no plants or trees are 100% animal proof, but many are resistant. 
So you want to do your homework to find the right plants for the correct place. You have to be diligent, be watchful, and be experimental. The fragrance of spring is filling the air, and exciting Easter is on Sunday. So I am hoping that Peter Cottontail comes hopping down the bunny trail, bringing baskets full of joy to every girl and boy, and mostly chocolate bunnies. So happy gardening, happy growing, happy Easter, and happy Passover. And if you're interested in this list that I just read off to you of probable safe bets to introduce into your landscape, you can go to CynthiaBryan.com and you can either click on the blog and the list will be there, or you can go under Garden and you can click on, um, go to Garden Articles for 2021 and click on Hippity Hoppity Easter's on its way, a very unique title, Hippity Hoppity Easter's on its way. And I have a list of, um, of wildlife you know, deterrent plants that you can plant. And by the way, spring has sprung, as we know, and this is the time to plant. And so get out there and start getting your garden weeded. And then if you want to plant, this is the time to plant or to sow seeds. And on top of that, don't forget about the soil. It's absolutely critical that you have good soil for your plants to grow. So this year, every couple years, I have new soil delivered and then I haul it into the garden. And what I'm finding is that because we've had a little rain and now we've had a lot of sunshine, everything, the plants are coming up and thriving, but so are the weeds. So as I'm weeding and curating and editing the garden, once I'm done and once I plant the new seeds for, um, for spring or for summer bloom and any other plants, then I'm going to get more mulch or wood chips to put on top because two to three inches of wood chips will keep the weeds down. And I'm telling you, I have been uh, weeding every spare moment um, after work, before work. And my hands are so sore that actually right now, as I'm talking to you, I have a bodo that I'm pushing into my hand. I have to massage my hand because uh, they're just so sore. So in any case, get some good soil and then do your planting and then put mulch, compost, but probably wood chips on top of it, three inches to keep the weeds down. And then you'll be set for summer. Well, that is our... Our Easter garden article um, and information for you for today. So again, visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can click on garden or click on the blog and you can get a list of all of these plants. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. When we come back, we're going to talk about digital overload and what is the right amount of screen time for kids? What can you do if you're a parent? Uh, do you even want to limit anything at all? And just how to be constantly caring in this time of pandemic. Don't go away. Lots more to come. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. The constant demands of business life can make anyone feel overwhelmed and frustrated occasionally. When you're feeling stuck, try the following. Take a break by doing something spontaneous and fun. Re-energize your brain and body through meditation, exercise, massage, or a trip to the beach. Pat yourself on the back. Congratulate yourself for going out on those limbs and taking chances. You know, no pain, no gain. Let go. If something isn't working and if you've tried everything to get on track, it's time to let it go and move on. Surrendering does not mean defeat. Ask for help when brainstorming. Many minds make creative outcomes. Nothing is too wild when you're looking for a solution. And then go into action. Once you've followed the other steps, get back in the game. Change is another word for learning and growth. And although it may be painful, it's usually a step in the right direction. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Are you reaching for the stars? I sure hope so. I, and I want you to land on them. You know, the most important thing that we can do is to think big. And because if we're not thinking big, that means that we're not pushing ourselves and we're not using our full potential. So reach for the stars. You may land on an airplane, but if you... You know, if you reach for that airplane, you're going to just hit the ground. So I'm always trying to think big. Well, we're going to talk about avoiding digital overload and how to get the most out of your child's screen time and whether your kids are posting, you know, daily TikTok dances or they're watching uh, Apple TV or Netflix or, you know, they're playing games, whatever it is, the amount of time that they spend looking at a screen might be a concern for you, and especially now with their remote learning and so many hours on Zoom. You add that to the mix. Now, hopefully, most schools are going to be opening up soon, at least for a few days a week. 
I just feel so, um, I don't know, my heart goes out to all the students who have had to be home for such a long time. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that screen time for children under the age of 18 months be limited to a video chat with family, you know, with like grandparents or aunts and uncles. And the guidance for older children and teens has changed out of necessity due to the pandemic. I mean, the earlier recommendations had suggested limiting screen time for entertainment purposes to one to two hours a day. But now everything is in upheaval. The pandemic has turned the whole world upside down. So even though we're in some unusual circumstances, taking a thoughtful approach to media management helps bring balance to all of our family life and supports physical activity and importantly, improves sleep. So one of the strategies that parents can try are setting a screen-free zone. For example, many families already have this one. If we're having a family meal, it's tech-free. No phones, um, you know, no iPads. We're going to have a meal, and then we'll get back to our electronics after. Another one parents do often is no charging of mobile devices in bedrooms overnight because otherwise, you know, it might be too tempting to be grabbing your phone and checking um, or texting, checking your, your, your social media. So we have to also promote age-appropriate quality shows and movies and regularly schedule outdoor family time. And in addition, avoid using screens as a pacifier for, you know, babies or little kids. And again, uh, we should limit screen time before kids go to bed. Like, at least stop it an hour before bedtime. And that is said for adults as well. And I know it's hard to do because sometimes we are watching a movie or we're on our computers and we literally fall asleep doing that. But evidently, that blue light um, does is not good for a sleeping habit. So, if you are, if your kids are going to watch a movie, try watching a movie with them. Or if they're on YouTube, watch it with them and engage with them about the content, and then talk about it. Talk about the positive behaviors, the negative behaviors. Ask questions about what's happening, and use tech time to bond with your children. It's so wise to teach best practices about online privacy and safety and talk about advertising because advertising really gets to kids. It's like they see something online or on screen and they want to have it and it's nothing that is good for them or even useful. So you want to set a good example by your own screen time. So, you know, you have to put restrictions on yourself as well. You want to encourage content that promotes educational information and creativity, as well as allowing kids to connect with their friends and family online. And consider how physically active are your kids when they're not on screens, because obesity and diabetes have really increased over the years because of too much screen time. So again, we got to get kids outside, whether it's in the snow, in the rain, in the garden, in the park, whatever it is, you know, just throw some hoops, um, go do somersaults on the lawn. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Take a walk. 
um, you want to create your own kind of family media plan. And you can customize that for each child, depending on their age. And you have to set rules with so the amount of usage, the types of media that they can, you know, indulge in and any offline activity time, manners, safety and um, citizenship, how to be how to be kind digitally. And you might even offer rewards for following these rules. And then finally, as a parent, it's so easy to feel guilty because it's just really hard to to do everything right, especially during this pandemic, and especially parents of that are working from home and trying to do online school with their kids and keep them occupied. It's it's more than a full-time job. It's exhausting for everyone. So these really are, you know, not traditional times. They're rather extraordinary. And I think re regular rules don't apply. So just do what's best for your families. You have enough stress to deal with. So don't feel guilty. And um, I would say that the amount of screen time that your kids are spending is probably the least of your worries right now. We all want to stay healthy and we all want to have work and we all want to have food on the table. And as I just was reading today, I guess we may not have toilet paper soon. So we better hoard the toilet paper again. Now, also, um, we want to ensure the emotional health and well-being of everyone in the family because the COVID pandemic has had a terrible negative effect on mental health. And that includes families. A Kaiser Family Foundation survey in mid-2020 found that 53% of adults, so that was back in August in the U.S., reported that their mental health had suffered due to worry and stress over the coronavirus. And that has resulted in difficulties with sleeping and eating and an increase in alcohol or substance abuse and worsening of chronic conditions as well as, sadly, an increase in reports of domestic violence. So public health measures have also resulted in financial hardship due to job loss. Families have experienced so many disappointments and disruptions in their daily routines. I think the loss of childcare is just huge. Um, the fact that parents have to be there uh, for their kids now because, you know, you're, you're not able to send them to a child care facility. And the kids have anxiety. A lot of them don't understand what's going on, as, of course, they wouldn't. They're young. And the tension in just parenting relationships or just the general fear that just goes around. And the fact that grandparents and others may not have been able to visit with the children, that puts an extra stress on the family and, and, and wonder of why not, as well as grandparents and elder adults are at greater risk for COVID infection. And they feel a very strong sense of isolation. But there is hope and there is light at the end of the tunnel. The good news is, is that more people have been vaccinated and hopefully, if we can get to herd immunity, that would be a really good thing. It would be so wonderful to have the world open up again so that we could travel to different places and 
visit with friends from, you know, from around the world. So in the meantime, though, you could take these steps to improve the quality of your family life. Set up a routine for your family, and that should be, you know, make a time schedule, like when we're going to play, read, rest, and uh, engage in physical activities. Avoid excessive screen time, as I already said, but maybe engage in some board games and then try some more sport activities. Or what about creative art projects or, or cooking together? That's always a really fun thing. Families seem to love to do that. Make sure to establish a routine bedtime, um, and that's for your children. And then be prepared to provide some, you know, some extra cuddle time, especially if they're feeling nervous or if they're just feeling, you know, just out of sorts because they miss their friends and they miss their social network. Remain calm and reassuring and be accessible and provide information that is truthful and age-appropriate. You know, it's it's so funny if you a two-year-old asks you something and an eight-year-old asks you something, they're really looking for different answers. <laughs> so you just be age-appropriate and you're going to be just fine. Eat healthy meals and get regular exercise and plenty of sleep. You know, that seven or eight hours of sleep that we talk about all the time, it really is essential and it might be even more essential right now. It's also important to know what to do and where to go if you or a family member gets sick and or, you know, if you're concerned about COVID. By this time now, most family physicians are really up to speed on what's happening in your area, in your town, in your county, or um, even in your state. So, you know, just keep keep that information handy. And I would say that your physician is probably your very first phone call if you need some assistance, because they'll be able to, to help you. And then we have to be careful about abusing alcohol, tobacco, or any other drugs, because when we're stressed, it's certainly easy to reach for the bottle or, you know, reach for something, reach for the, the medicine cabinet. Um, stay informed, but avoid too much exposure to news. You can go down that rabbit hole, and there are a lot of really uh, negative websites out there, and there's a lot of misinformation. So the critical thing is, is just to really try to stay, you know, in tune with what is real. I mean, I just I listen to NPR. And PBS, I think that they are not biased, and um, I feel like I get both sides of the story. And then that way I can make my own decision of what I want to believe and not believe. And if you have a pre-existing health condition, continue with your treatment, get regular checkups, and report any new or worsening symptoms to your health care provider. Don't stay away from your health care provider because of the pandemic, if you need help, they are there to assist you. So make sure to keep them posted. And then make sure to stay up to date on your medical refills. Don't be afraid to reach out to a clergy member, a counselor, a clinic, or your health care provider if you, need, uh, if you need assistance. And then don't forget about just basic pandemic 
etiquette right now. These are just basic steps to protect your health. This wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday. You know, they always say sing happy birthday. And if soap and water aren't available, use a hand sanitizer that's at least 60% alcohol-based. I just keep one in my purse. Uh, practice social distancing and try to avoid group gatherings. Anything indoors, um, especially if you have not been vaccinated or the people haven't been vaccinated. And you can check the latest CDC guidelines about uh, masks and and how to do that. I mean, I encourage the use of masks but again, I don't think it's good to mandate any of that. I think we have to have just be responsible. And I wear a mask not just to protect me, but in case I'm sick, to protect anybody else. So I care about my community. So that's why I wear a mask. Well, that's our show for today. I hope that this has been fun and that next that you will be having a great Passover or Easter and that you'll watch the SAG Awards on this coming Sunday. I thank you for being here every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Star Style Be the Star You Are. Uh, to make a donation or just to get more information about Be the Star You Are charity, you can visit bethestarur.org. If your uh, child wants to volunteer as a book reviewer and get school credits, I have been managing a very large team of book reviewers for this past year, and they all get their service credits for writing reviews. You can find the reviews at btsya.org and also at our, our literacy partner, the Reading Tub. Org. And all that information is on BeTheStarYouAre.org. For information about Star Style Productions or any of my books or garden information or uh, production, you can visit CynthiaBryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dream of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope that you'll read a garden book. It's springtime. Pick up Growing with the Goddess Gardener at CynthiaBryan.com or Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. They're really great reads, especially right now. So until we celebrate next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, Remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week, and most of all, happy, happy Easter and happy Passover. Thank you for joining me. The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.